seven. Welcome back to another episode of Graveland Usual Lives. Um, we are going to be talking about Shudder's new exclusive docu-series, Cursed, which explores the idea of cursed movies, horror movies specifically, and the ins and outs of whether are they really cursed, are they blessed, or is it a bunch of bullshit? So, um, joining me today is my life partner, um, Brittany. Wife, yes, Brittany. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> we are also joined in the background by our uh, son Taj. Yeah, this is our son Taj. Say hey. Hey. Okay. All right, Bobby. Um, we are the reason I think Brittany is a great uh, guest. Possibly new co-host. Um, because of social distancing. Social distancing. We are six <laughs> feet apart right now in our living room. Um, the mediator, our son, in between us at three feet. Uh, no, um, we kind of share a great dichotomy in the sense that I'm very skeptical about things and she's more of a believer in the supernatural, preternatural um, phenomenon rather than... Um, Whatever. Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? How, how do you feel about that? Life, death, afterlife? Is it all real? Um, Demons, ghosts? I do believe in ghosts. Would you play a Ouija board right now? No, I would not. Okay, there we go. Um, I either really believe in something or I'm just a big scaredy cat. I mean, I'm in the, in the middle. Yeah, I'm, you've always been a scaredy cat too. I am. Um, You ever seen a ghost or anything? I've definitely seen some ghosts i haven't seen a ghost but i'm hoping that i see you one probably one day. have seen a ghost which is why um this is a great great chance to um cut up some uh thoughts on this series what did you think of cursed i loved it i really loved their take on film curses i it's almost like the cliche of putting a new set of eyes on something. <laughs> um, I really liked that they um, made it, it was almost less about the curses and more about the people. Right. It was very personal. It was it very, was. um, it was. I mean, there was actually the crow. The last two episodes were very moving. Um, the crow, I really like when the skull cowboy, um, just seeing those scenes on footage and the reason why they took it out and because it couldn't be done and kind of just the okay first of all the crow is very personal for me because that was one of the first movies i remember watching as a kid i i had it on laser disc and it was like my favorite movie which is not something for like a 3 year old to be really be watching but uh the skull cowboy was just such a idea later in life when i read the comic it's seeing that on screen um, and Michael Behrman just portraying that and him him giving his um his take on take it. on yeah. it and, yeah and the emotion and it it was very moving and it's kind of sad just to think of like what kind of movie it could have been and that it shouldn't have been that way because it was time, yeah. Yeah, disrespectful you know what I mean um and but then that almost makes the idea of the Skull Cowboy even better yeah 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 to because see it, it is in like a what could have been right like an alternate reality you yeah let me try yeah you say something. Hey, what are you doing? 
<laughs> Good job. Yeah, the skull cowboy was something. Um, it it's like a glimpse into a different reality, almost or a different world. It was otherworldly. It was like it transcended the celluloid of the film. Um, and then very disturbing and troubling episode was the Twilight Zone one. Um, yeah, that one was sad. That was hard to watch, and I wouldn't call that a curse. That's just the that definition of tragedy. It was a series of unfortunate events is what that all is just down to. Awful safety measures. I mean. Yeah. And I, mean, just, I just can't even, I don't know. I don't want to, I'm, I'm like tiptoeing around it. Say it with your chest. I know, but I just don't, I mean, I don't want to say... It was just terrible, terrible ideas there. I'll say it. I mean, I think it was a series of poor choices. It really was. I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot imagine of why you would use real children in that scene. I have a hard time because like, you don't even have to, to figure out why. I mean, I just, I don't know. And, you know, I don't want to... Was this a time before stunt doubles? I mean, you know more about film than me. I mean, there was no... No, it wasn't a time before stunt doubles, but... I mean, they would have, like... The beginning of that episode... Looking at that scene, you would think, well, I mean, would you want to drag children through that? Remember at the beginning of that episode, they talk about these film auteurs of, like, the 70s. Like, oh, uh, William Friedkin used... He shot a gun on The Exorcist, and he's just being a badass, and, like, directors were assholes, like, or even... Sorry, I said a bad word. Just close your ears when I say that stuff. There we go. Earmuffs. Um, yeah, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Think about how he treated Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining. Like, that's what directors did at that time. They were just trying to get their art across. But with John Landis, I don't think any of them... You can't predict well, that stuff. Well, the way they explained it, they kind of thought that it was a, a small set, a safe set. And it was out in the Even open. if there was, was flames yeah. flying everywhere around them and they were treading through water, it seemed okay to them. What did he say? The parents asked if this was safe and they yeah. said, oh, it's like a Disney ride. Well, the the special effects guy, I felt so bad for him because I knew it was like heartbreaking. Felt, he is like carrying a lot of guilt. Right. And, and to me, that's not a curse. That's not a curse. That's just it. Bad things happen. So, so moving on. I don't want to make this to like something that is like, you know, ex- you know, exploiting the tragedy. I want to talk about the s- creepy supernatural parts of the cursed films. You know, um, like the Poltergeist episode was probably the best to explain the difference of what a cursed film is and what just a tragedy is. Like. That Poltergeist stuff was bullshit. The the special effects guy, um, Reardon, and uh, yeah, the the email he exchanged in the Fangoria article about um, cursed is basically he said. Um, actually, I'll I'll read the quote real quick. I have the quote right here. Um, he said, Craig Reardon. He said, "There's no such thing as a curse." Blah blah blah. This is something that, if taken seriously, is an indicator of low intelligence and superstitious naivete. Is that my saying that word right? Anyways, yes. so basically he's just saying it's it's people being superstitious and 
just dumb about it and and yeah and in the aspect of me believing in curses i i believe in luck and bad luck but i don't think that any of these instances are that so in the scene where the guy is explaining that curses are from a practitioner which is what yeah, I don't think that just by them making these movies that were horror movies that they cursed people that were acting in them. I don't believe that that is. But what about like actual. there is like do you think there was someone that was say there was a a black magician somewhere that you just know, decided to pick those movies and he's like, like you know hey, what I don't like these people on here. Remember that guy's so. like in the okay so in the documentary what which episode was this the Exorcist episode where the guy was performing the ritual? Yes. What was it? Was it the Exorcist one or, or was omen. it the Omen one? That was the Omen. Yeah, the Omen one where he does a black magic ritual in the woods and he says, maybe I wanted like, there's a business I don't like and I want to destroy their business. I do this ritual out here. Like, what are your... And that, that, I mean, that's kind of like a, a gray area also because you have some people that practice black magic that would think that you can cast these things out there. But in another instance, in other crafts... They would think you don't want to cast these bad things out there because you don't cast anything out that you don't want to come back to you. Right, right. It's kind of like um, cause and effect and, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, almost karmic in its, yes. you know, practice, whatever. Let's talk more about films. Okay. I want to talk about... Um, the crow and the Lee family curse. Okay. Because I feel like that is more less about the movie, more about a family curse, which seems more realistic. Which, okay, okay. So you want to talk about Not the that curses? Of like I keep like double negativing myself, but the Lee family curse would make more sense of why a tragedy would happen than saying this a set is cursed. In the sense of poltergeist. Why is that? Because family curses are like a thing that could actually come about. I mean, it's like if it's something that's carried fa- like through your family. That's okay. Something you hear more about than just like these people were acting in this film. This film portrayed things that were too scary to some people or may have seemed bad to some people. So that cursed all of these people that were acting in this film. That's right, and little, you're not that's, saying that's there like was a Lee family curse. You're just no, I'm not saying there was yet. a Lee family right. curse. I'm just saying that that road is a little bit more traveled than the fact that this movie was scary and people were cursed for being in it. Okay, okay. So here's what I want to that that just made me think of an experience that I had. Okay, I played Ouija. Yes, I was gonna bring that up. Okay, so I I, I played Ouija a bunch in high school, and it would say. And I don't, okay, like I said, I'm the most skeptical person ever. You know this. You guys don't know this, but totally skeptical. Don't believe in anything unless it's right in front of me or I can see some explanation. However, I dabbled in the dark arts a lot in um, high school, not knowing what I was doing but or what I could be conjuring up. But I had a Ouija board. And this Ouija board, one of the craziest, stupidest things it ever told me is that it was an alien named Gary from the planet T-Moon and that wanted to meet us up at a specific spot in our town at noon and we drove there to meet them and the Ouija board said, ha ha ha, dumbass. Or maybe it said idiots or something to us when we got back and we're like, hey, where were you? 
crazy stupid but there is a symbol on the Ouija board of a um a sun a moon and like people playing the Ouija board um and it kept casting to the people playing the Ouija board and I asked the Ouija board if it hated me and it said I hate the sun of the sun of the sun of the sun and there's it went to the sun which I am the fifth generation of my name Edwin Talmadge Callahan and whether I that's doubtful it was real it was just some crazy mental trick maybe I was even consciously thinking that however what do you think of that experience well kind of creepy don't like Ouija boards at all (laughs) so you've never played it have you um I was in a this Ouija board got ripped up and burned by the way guys so that tells you how I felt about it (laughs) yeah Mr. Non-Believer you believed something to shred it what were you trying to stop the alien Gary from TV moon well I have been around someone playing a Ouija board one time and this is how scared I am of everything I was at a friend's house and they pulled a Ouija board out and there was only three of them playing it. And they were like, oh, we need a fourth person. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not touching that. I don't want anything to do with it. I've never wanted anything to do with a Ouija board. Like, I can't even believe I'm here at your house and you have one. And they're like, well, please just just help us get it started because we need a fourth person on it. Or maybe there was two people and I was the third. I don't, I don't really recall. But I refused to do it. And then they're like, well... So then they asked the Ouija board, like, should Brittany be scared? And I'm like, please don't even mention my name to the Ouija board because I don't yeah. even want... Don't put me on the list. <laughs> like, I didn't even want it to know that I was there. <laughs> I'm just very skeptical. as I just don't want a part... I don't want a part of that. I don't want to bring bad energy towards myself. Hopefully we're not scaring our kid too much talking about this stuff. Yeah, this is hard. <laughs> I don't think... I, this is pretend Bubby. Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't partake. I don't partake in that. So, so as a... Someone that believes in... I guess the... Whatever. The... the I don't know what to call this. The other realm. The weird. The strange. The horror the supernatural I mean I mean you're scared of the dark sometimes you know what I mean I really am why is that why do you think like deep down in your your psyche why is that I guess I have something in my head that says like if you believe it exists it will show itself to you so part of me believes a lot of things exist, but then a part of me doesn't want to open myself up to see that. So it might as well just keep the box closed. Why yeah. mess with something you don't yeah. know? And I feel like when I'm afraid, like when I'm in the dark, sometimes my fear can get the best of me. So I feel like when I'm afraid of those things that I kind of open myself up to see them. Which also made me think of one of our points that we were talking about was the script of what was it? The in, the incomparable a tuck right was that a tuck, it? Yeah. Okay, so the story behind this is really cool, and you actually found this out. Um, hold on, let me let me get my list. 
Motherfucker. Okay, here we go. So, I put this as notes in failed film adaptions, adaptations. The Incomparable Attuck by Mordecai Rickler. This is a Canadian author. Um, it's about like an Inuit that tries to make it in the big city. However, that's not really the point. The point is, so here's the actors that were... Were trying to be cast for... That were cast... But I all thought they were tried. They were cast. They were cast. Oh, okay. They were cast, and this is what happened. John Belushi died of an overdose. Uh, he was like preparing for the role, or maybe did something like that. Um, Sam Kinison died in a car wreck shortly after he went on production and wanted to change the script and like change all the shit on there. John Candy died of a heart attack, and then Chris Farley was up for the role, and died of an overdose what makes this even more mysterious is that all these people passed away after this however also phil hartman and michael o'donohue i think was his name he was a writer for snl he died too allegedly after the script was read in front of him or phil hartman read in front of them like they were they read the script or they were it was linked read. to the script somehow. Yes. So the script is haunted in some way. And it's not a horror story. It's a comedy. Which is back on horror movies not being the only things that can have curses linked to them. I think it's scarier when a horror movie is not it's it's not a horror movie. Like this makes it even more weird and strange. Like what is it? Yeah, because what is making this happen? Right. Is it like picking off great comedians or troubled comedians or it's like and it's like the role attracts a certain type of character like think about it John Belushi he was kind of like sludgy overweight crazy you know whatever that kind of character Sam Kinison same character wild crazy you know um John Candy uh he was kind of like the you know Uncle Buck playing trains and automobile guy and then Chris Farley, of course. These are all similar characters, and that's why they were fit for the role of a tuck. So maybe that was something that... It's like the, the script gravitated to them, yeah. not them gravitated to the script. Almost. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. Or maybe that's just the way I want to think it. It could... I mean... That's a very strange... Strange happenings. Strange... I'm kind of scared now. Did you freak yourself out? Yeah, yeah. But you don't believe in anything. I really don't, though. I just feel like it's so... The universe is too big to for there to not be anything but us. I think the universe is so big, and that's what makes it so scary, is that it is just us. And what makes it even crazier, if this stuff is real, didn't... That means there's some crazy power that the humans have tapped into. Especially if it can be in a movie script. Like, why would a movie script be haunted? Why would it be cursed? Maybe the person that made the movie script was cursed. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe someone, that brings it back to the whole practitioner thing. Someone out there was like, this guy's an asshole and he's writing this curse, or he's writing the script and I'm going to curse him, you know? Yeah. But then that that's the same as um, 
what was it? Uh, what was the other one called? Oh, the Confederacy of Dunces, a yeah. similar idea by um, Peter O'Toole and the same actors that were supposed to be in it almost, like a couple of the same actors. So maybe it was just a quinky dink. It could be just be a quinky dink. And that's what I like to chalk it up to. I like to think that they're, think about this. The universe was made on a quinky dink, scientifically speaking. Scientifically, and this is like where science and magic kind of coexist, or can they coexist really, you know what I mean? Could it all just be a quinky dink? In which they say in the documentary, that that witch guy, he says, there are no coincidences. Cause and effect. It is cause and effect. That's what I believe. Which the Big Bang is a cause and effect. Kind of. I think you put out what you're willing to get back, and that's just what happens. But in the same sense, I mean, I don't know. It's really conflicting. Would you curse someone? No, I would never curse someone because I wouldn't want to bring any bad upon the people that I love or my world. Me neither. I, I just see it's no not need. Worth it. Whatever to curse. anger I have held towards someone is not worth what I could get, what I could eventually receive back for that anger. It I is. It is literally like a master slave morality. Like, um, it's un. It's hard to not be humble. And you know, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to curse someone. You know what I mean? Would I want to do some kind of like spiritual so meditation on wealth and power? Not really either. That I would de- like to curse everyone to be good. Right, right. If that's <laughs> There's possible. There's already so much bad in the world that whatever someone would put bad on me, I would never want to reflect bad back to them, because in my eyes they're already in the worst so this is a good point to the concept of evil do you think it's human Mm, i think that there are humans that are evil what causes that i'm not sure right i'm just i i don't know if if something cursed could be if something cursed could be like okay think about it if like a movie's cursed it has to have some kind of sentence to pick these people out to be cursed you know what i mean and i don't agree that movies are cursed okay there we go that's black and white black and white answer and that's the that's the answer that we're looking for that's <laughs> called socratic socratic method right there guys yes, i don't believe that movies are cursed i believe that movies are made and i think that people get caught up in the hollywood and the cinema and they forget that people are people and i mean you don't like, believe okay, movies are cursed. Like I was explaining to you earlier. We have our own world who are the people that we interact with daily, where we live, the people that we're around. We live in a small town. So whenever we hear of these stories of people that we know, like how many people we went to high school with, they passed away, they died. A lot. Would we put that on like a tragic curse on our town? Or would you say that this... This town is so small that we just happen to know so many people that these terrible things happen to. That's how I'd put it. That's how I would put it also. So that could kind of be also with like how curses in film work. Like we're watching films and we feel like we know these people. So when like the cast of Poltergeist, for instance, you're watching a film, you hear about these terrible things that happen to these people in this film, but those people are just one in a million in the whole world, but they seem like they are a part of our intermediate circle. 
So it could seem like a curse because you're like, well, how did this happen to all these people that that were on this one film? But I mean, bad things happen to people all the time. People pass away. People die young, tragically. It doesn't mean that that was something that was put upon them to happen. It just happened. And I think that people think of when they see people on film or on screen, they, they think of them personally. They think that they know them. So then they're like, well, if this tragedy happened to all these people on this one film, then something had to have been wrong. But really, those people were just a few people in a whole world. And, I mean, tragically, what what was her name? Um, she was in a domestic relationship. She was in a, like, she was killed by domestic violence. From? From Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. I forgot her name. Um, I forgot the actor's name, but it was the daughter. The daughter in yeah, Poltergeist. The daughter, yeah, the older, the older daughter. Yeah. And then, I mean, that that's, that's something tragic that happened, but, I mean, that could happen to anyone. It doesn't mean that the film was, was cursed because that happened to her. She had been in this relationship with her abuser, and then she succumbed to being with her abuser. It doesn't mean that it was a curse. It just meant that, you know, that was something that was, it was, a, it was leading up to tragedy. I don't understand how people link that to even being cursed. I can understand like, oh, it's weird that there was a car wreck or it was weird. They got, okay. What was that other movie? Uh, that John Wayne movie, the conqueror, uh, box office bomb, um, Howard Hughes movie. They filmed it near a nuclear testing site and told everybody, no, nothing's going to happen. Everybody got fucking cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's because they filmed on a nuclear testing yeah. site. And that's... Okay, and Heather, that's... Okay, Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah. She died from the a birth shook. defect that right. was not right. caught. Yeah. The birth defect was when she was born, which means it was way before the film even was thought came of. about or right. was thought of. She did not die from a curse. She died from a terrible thing that went unrecognized by doctors. I'll put it this way. If Poltergeist is cursed... I know Stephen King isn't, or Stephen King, Stephen, Steven Stephen Spielberg. Spielberg isn't feeling those effects. You know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't get cursed. Right. You know what I mean? He might have got his, got Dominic. sued. Is that Dominic the? Dunn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just, do I believe that you can do a ritual and. And put a curse on someone. Yeah. Do you believe that? Do I believe that you can practice that? Sure. Do I believe that it is cathartic? Of course. Do I believe that it works? I don't think so. However, uh, maybe if there's so much emotion. Now, in art form, this is where it comes to... I don't know if I'd use the word curse, but do I believe that? Okay. For example, black metal and stuff. Um, think about the idea of the whole um, Norwegian black metal scene, which we watched Lords of Chaos together, but also the documentary um, Until the Light Takes Us, which talks about like mayhem and all that. And think about how it kind of... Okay, so Euronymous put all this hate and scary stuff and messed with all this scary imagery, put it into his music, talked all this shit, and look what happened to him. 
look what happened to the everything that surrounds mayhem and Burzum thing. It's like it wasn't a curse. It was just like I want to portray this image. I want people to think that I'm this, but then it ends up biting me in the ass because you shouldn't have been such an asshole. Because I carried this huge like I don't know like I'm not saying it's a this, curse, but I'm no, saying but he carried this imagery around that he portrayed as himself. Which I definitely can't chalk it up to the devil stuff because bands like Bathory, which Bathory. Corzorn died of cancer. Um, I can't chalk it up to that, but all these black metal bands have dealt with serious turmoil and tragedy a lot. Um, but it's it's like almost like they messed with it, and they, it's like you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know what I mean? You mess but with a bad things happen. Mess with a bath, and that you get a horns. You know what I mean? So bad things happen to good people. Also. True. True. And I'm not, I'm, I'm the skeptic, so. I think it's just chopped up to bad things happen, and it is really hard for humans to come to terms with that. Right, and we have so a hard, So they have to yeah. find reasoning. They have to find a reason of why bad things are happening. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. It's so it's such a gray area for me, and I really don't want to. I don't know how to put it into words of like how I feel about it. I feel like I keep going back on the poltergeist curse because I feel like that that's such really a yeah that's, set it into me the most. That episode probably the fact that I've went my whole life and I really I really did think that maybe that film was cursed. I was terrified after, of that movie too. Yeah, but then after I have like. I feel like it helped. Like after you have children, you think of things completely different too. Yeah. So like now that I have two kids of my own, our own, and I like watched that whole docu series and the episode about Poltergeist, and you think like you just think of people more human. Right. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. Kind of like selfless in a way to where you can see like other people's tragedy isn't isn't only about that one thing yeah you know it's not it wasn't for entertainment and just to see the way like everyone in the production everyone that was a part of that film and how it affected them to just think that so many people took that idea of that film being cursed and ran with it all while it was affecting so many people in such like a tragic way to where they didn't even want to continue making the film and then they had to and it just it I will never say that that movie was cursed. Well, the same with the Twilight Zone. I can never and say. And same that. with Twilight Zone. Yeah, all of those, everything. I mean, Exorci- Exorcist and the Omen, the way they put those out. I mean, there's Exorcist nothing... just carries a heavy weight with it just because of the idea of religion, anything that has religion portrayed in it. They kind of said, like, what, whenever they dug up the the artifact at the beginning, what the was Pazuzu. that? The Pazuzu. Yeah, when they, yeah, like they kind of like link. Pazuzu being dug up and having that artifact of like the weight that Pazuzu carried with him anyway. Yeah. Well, they also said a really cool concept that Pazuzu was never meant to be bigger than like a a little necklace. Yeah, like a little like pin, like a a bur- whatever. Like a pendant almost. A pendant, a yeah, a pendant size, very small. But they built a huge, a huge statue. Yeah, a huge Pazuzu statue, which yeah. I mean. That makes sense of bringing on a curse because, I mean, it's just it just an artifact that carries so much weight behind it. 
uh, maybe I can see where the fear of that being a cursed film comes about. Like, would you ever play a giant Ouija board? No. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to have any more effect than a small Ouija board, I'm sure. But, but then why does a giant idea. Pazuzu have more of an effect? I mean, I don't think it has more of an effect. I'm just saying Pazuzu in general yeah. of being mm-hmm. Which that's kind of Pazuzu of... and the idea that they brought mm-hmm. it into it. I that's can that's, see, like, that's the like bad, bringing life into the bad luck that yeah. the movie may have, and all the ideas of other people like possession in general. I watch a possession movie; it could be the dumbest thing ever. I mean, Exorcism of Emily Rose was it? P, it was PG thirteen. I left the theater when I saw it in theaters. I, that movie haunted me. Really, like, just the idea of possession movies just really, really fucks with me. Um, possession movies just make me feel like I mean. It kind of is like the article I was reading to you that was in Forbes that was talking about like, like you kind of think in your head, it's like a battle within yourself. You're like, oh, but if I watch this, am I going to be cursed from a film? And then you're like, oh, you can't be cursed by a movie. But it's just like that tug and pull that kind of does make it a little bit more entertaining because you don't know what you're opening into your life. I, I still get. I still don't want you to watch The Exorcist. Which I still like, okay. Just because I'm like, I mean, it. If I don't is, think I've ever sat down. It probably isn't, but if it is, is it worth it? It's a great movie. I've seen it before, but I just have this like. I mean, I was always told I've by only my seen dad that it's a serious movie, movie. One time, yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, mm, I took my chances. I remember when I rented the Blair Witch Project on VHS. Um, I was in third grade. My friend Derek Corbett was his name. He spent the night with me. My mom, I don't know why she let let us rent this. She left the room. We watched it by ourselves in the dark. I didn't know what it was. No, no, but we watched this like on a Friday night. I hid under the covers, and I probably didn't watch half the movie because I was so fucking terrified. And, I mean, that's uh, that, that was like portrayed as real, portrayed as a cursed idea. And that was like one of the first... That was pro- found footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember drawing the sigil. I believed that the Blair Witch was real. I did too. I like did too. Like when I watched it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this really. I mean, how old were we when that came out? Probably like 11. 1999. Yeah. We were nine years old. Oh, just kidding. So I remember I watched it at a friend's house. I stayed the night with her and we rented. But, it. but I think I about it. It was like, so watched, thrilling. Like, looked up the website every day and was like looking at it because like this is real. Look at this stuff. <laughs> It was, which it was all propaganda, which ended up helping the film. I cool. Didn't even, I think it's cool that they did that. I didn't even realize until I was like a teenager. Like, oh, this was fake? <laughs> because yeah. I thought that it was real the whole time. <laughs> um. So, so, I mean, that just brings it to the idea that maybe we don't. Maybe the idea of a cursed piece of art should stay in fiction. However, would you want the Annabelle doll here? Um, consider who you're asking. Right. This is where it comes into question here. It's like we're but saying... the Annabelle doll is not only cursed, it's possessed. That is a completely different thing. The Annabelle doll is considered to be a possessed artifact. Right. Like, she is actually supposed to be holding the spirit of an entity so that's different than a curse per se because that's just dabbling in a whole other conversation open it up 
<laughs> I mean, do you know about the Anna Bulldog? You do? Yeah. Tell me what you know. I How mean, are you comparing it to Curse? How am I comparing it to Curse? Because I'm saying that a movie, if a movie can't be cursed, how can an object be cursed? I feel like a movie would have more ability to be cursed. Because this object isn't cursed. This object is holding a demon. So the demon just locked inside a doll like, hey, get me the fuck out of here. I mean, that's like, okay, you're, no, it's not like, get me the fuck out of here. It's like, you have to have an object to cast a spirit into. Right, okay. So an entity has to have a home. Yeah. This entity's home is well, the it's Annabelle like, doll, if it's real, if you don't believe in it. What What I think is cool is that when curses... So it's not like someone was like, hey, I'm going to curse this doll. Well, Anyone who comes in contact with this doll is going to have bad fucking luck. It's like, hey, there's a demon in this fucking doll. We can't control this demon, so we need to put it in a controlled area. Well, everybody wants to think of a curse working in ghostly ways, but I think it can work in work with if it is real, it works within the boundaries. Okay. Things are confined to the rules of their physical boundaries. Saying in which perfect example, the Twilight Zone episode of Talking Tina. How does Terry Savalas die at the very, at the end? The doll doesn't come up and stab him with a knife. He trips over the doll on the stairs and breaks his neck. It's explained. It looks like an accident. That's the stuff that's freaky is because when you link these well, those cursed... Those are two different... Those are... That's two different topics. That's not. A curse and a possession? Not necessarily, are they? Are they? Then I don't know. I, I don't know. Are they... Could you... I Of course a possession, yeah. But you would consider Annabelle a cursed object. What demon is in Annabelle? I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I'm saying, and The Exorcist is about a demon possession. And it's a cursed film. These things are, they coincide, whether they're the same thing, they coincide. But here's what I'm saying. Is that... Okay, so Annabelle is not a cursed doll. She's a haunted doll. Haunted. Which means... Which means there is a different... I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> haunted, I'm not cursed, say anything possession. Hot quoted. First of all, I think it's all the fucking same. I think it's all in the same category. You know what I mean? However, yeah, it's like this. It's like subgenres of music. It's like okay, something's haunted. It can be okay, a poltergeist. So apparently, the Annabelle doll is inhabited by a disease, a deceased girl named Annabelle. Okay. Just like Robert the doll. Yes. The boy who owned Robert yes. the doll. We and should go to see Robert the doll. Got her. And they tried to nurture in spirit. They tried to nurture the spirit possessed doll. And it exhibited malicious but frightening behavior. Yeah, Trying fuck dolls. Out. Just by the way, I was very afraid of dolls as a kid. Fuck dolls. But that's what I'm saying. What malicious behavior? 
probably by physically bound by the rules of our our of our world. Malicious behavior, like oh yeah, the Annabelle doll, you know, my foot, something dropped on my foot, and the Annabelle doll was right there. You know what I mean? Or I tripped over the Annabelle doll in the hallway. I think the Annabelle was actually like doing personal things to these nurses that had the like doll. what though? I don't know. Like writing letters, like hey, signed Annabelle, fuck you. Lorraine Warren, I don't know. That's not cool. Did she die? Yeah, they both passed away. And Anne Lorraine recently. Yeah, she was the last to die. That's rude R. as hell. R. Yeah, R. I love the Warrens first of all because I myself. <laughs> love and hate possession things. I want to go to that museum of the occult. If anyone's ever been to it, tell us how it is. I feel like I'm I stray off topic so easily, but it's okay. That's a podcast. It's okay. So I'm confused. Now, now I'm confused. I'm what are you con- confused on? It's like we're bouncing back. It's either all okay or it's not okay. Is there curses or is there not? You're the expert. There are cursed things. Okay, so a curse has to be placed by a person. By a person, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I really don't. Like, I, I don't know. It's not black and white, unfortunately. I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't know. No one knows. That's why it is what it is. Guys, call us. Call in right now. Uh, yeah, the number is down at the bottom like, of the get screen. Get a hotline going. Get some people coming in to tell us. Yeah, I'll call some motherfuckers right now. Call them up. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. Here we we'll call our good friend. Here we only got three percent on my phone. My phone's about to die. All right. So don't ask me any more questions. I need to research. Here we go. Oh, wait, I got Taj's tablet. Cause he fell asleep. Who are you calling? I'm calling that. See what he thinks about curse stuff. Daniel. <laughs> hey. Hey, what are you doing, doggy? Yeah, I just wanted to ha- ask a couple questions, like real quick. I'm on. I'm doing a podcast right now, and I figured you'd be a good call-in guy. Yeah, man. What's up, brother? Um, on the line. Yeah, on the line. We got Nat here. He was actually. He's a good buddy of Gravely Unusual. Um, what uh, what are your thoughts on cursed stuff, possessions, um? Ghosts, what are your thoughts on that? I want everyone to know that I'm not doing a good enough job. Say like, it again, dude, you're kind of breaking up. Cursed things. Like, what What are your thoughts on a curse or ghosts or possessions? Like curses and ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think uh, ghosts are uh, completely uh, fake, and I don't believe in any of it. Um... Second of all, curses uh, are for uh, boomers with no uh, no train of thought. No, dude, I'm just kidding. Actually, um, I'm actually a big fan of ghosts. Uh, I've been watching a lot of top ten, top five videos. There we on, go. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's this dude called Nukes. I don't know, like if like if you guys like have ever like heard of him, but he does this like top ten like most realistic or probably you know it's it's all probably fake and like a big scam but you know it still scares the shit out of me dude like i'm like oh man that's fucking weird dude like look at that chair move by itself <laughs> but like yeah dude curse curses in my opinion are are a little bit scarier 
then ghosts like in a scarier like as, as in like yeah. a I, I don't know like how to say like a, a conventional way like a uh, uh, just unknown I guess like because I don't know dude curses can kill you and ghosts can't right good point good point so I mean that's you know what I'm saying yeah like that's actually a really good answer yeah dude curses can kill you ghosts can't dude and, and living so close to like like Louisiana and like being like down like south and all that stuff like you still like always hear like crazy stuff about curse like crazy voodoo women and like gypsies and shit like that so, in my opinion, curses are a little scarier. So, do you think there are curses out there? Like a person can put a hex on you? Uh, possibly, dude. Um, I mean, there there has been weirder shit that's happened, like in the world. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know how much I believe that you can actually be cursed, but I, but maybe like you're, you just have a shit ton of bad luck, dude. Like me, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you got hit by a tornado recently, didn't you? What's up? You got hit by that tornado recently. That's not very good luck. Yeah, dude, and maybe curses are real because, like, as a kid, I used to always watch those videos, dude, like tornado videos, and I'm like, oh man, I wish that happened to me. And well, it did happen to me, and it fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest experience of my life, man. No doubt. Well, all right, dude. Well, thank you for uh, your your answers, and um, maybe next week you can be on the show. Yeah, dude. Uh, maybe like when all this social quarantine crap is over, you know, I can like come over and we can drink beers like the old times, dude. But uh, in the meantime, dude, just uh, keep your dick long, dude. All right, dude. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. Curses are scarier than ghosts because. Curses can kill you and ghosts can't. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. But, but is who a... the fuck wants to see a ghost? Right, but is a ghost... Okay, so so here's here's the weird thing. Is a poltergeist... Poltergeists are scarier than ghosts. Polt... Poltergeists are like the in-between of a curse and... Because a poltergeist can move things. Right. So that means a, col- a poltergeist can hurt you. Speaking of poltergeist, um, has anyone ever heard of Jeff the Mongoose? No. Have I told you about this? I want to hear about it because if it's it's kind of scary. I used if it's to too scary. I don't want to hear about. I it. I used to read this little book called like What If, and it was like a big encyclopedia type book. And I used to read the paranormal section. It was like a small little section in the corner. I read it over and over and over, like to get scared in my my basement at my dad's house, um, which is already a scary place in general. Um, feels cursed. Yeah, it feels cursed, doesn't it? Um, like my mom's house. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> which I've had one of my worst dreams ever at your mom's house. Would you have Her, some crazy? I think my mom's house is cursed. Definitely. We have to get back to the curses. scary dreams after I tell this little Jeff the mongoose spiel. I have to hear about Jeff the mongoose. Yeah, Jeff the mongoose is scary. Ears. No, you don't. Have to, are you scared? It sounds kind of stupid. <laughs> Jeff the mongoose. What the fuck is Jeff the mongoose? Anyways. There was a place in the call in uh, the United Kingdom. I think I think it's like outside of Britain, uh, the Isle of Man. There was a farmhouse there back in the early 1900s, like 1930s, and there was a big sensationalist tabloid media circus going on, um, reporting about a poltergeist in 
a house. They, they chalk it up to a poltergeist, which is they called Jeff the Mongoose. There was like a humanoid little mongoose guy that talked to the family and like told jokes and like moved stuff around and like caused little weird things to happen. He wasn't really like, 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 you know, like malevolent. He wasn't mean, but he was just weird and strange. And after the family moved, a person on the property killed a weird looking little ferret animal. That's the story that I read. That's sad. It's sad, but what do you think? Do you think Jeff Mongoose was real? Like he was like a real little like someone killed him and there's proof. Proof is there, in the there's pudding. There's no no there's no proof. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> okay, so so I want to hear about some scary uh, tell me about that the some scary stories at your mom's cursed oh house. Gosh. They're always bad. Tell one, just one, without the scariest one. Hmm. Well Loud and proud, sister. I mean I don't really know if they're like true because I am an avid sleep paralysis person dude okay just a little <laughs> background um britney wakes up in the middle of the night thinking there's like spiders in our bed she'll one time um she the static turned on the tv when we were all hanging out on the couch she fell asleep once the static turned on the tv and she jumped up and ran oh, that was also because i was Already scared. Was it 2012? It was December 21st, 2012. Yeah, yeah, it was the 2012. I was already anticipating the end of the world because I'm an anxiety-ridden person who hangs on every inch of bad things that are coming my way. So so, so tell me about a, a scary, scary dream. A scary dream at my mom's house. I used to have a reoccurring dream at my mom's house about... Loud and proud. I used to have a reoccurring dream about um, these, like, colonial children... To kind of like give you imagery of my mom's house. My bedroom there was like an attic room. So kind of imagine like the upstairs room in the Amityville Horror Houses. The the house is kind of like that. That's almost exactly what my room looked like. So in the attic, there was these crawl space doors that were probably like four feet tall. Me and my brother, we shared the attic. So like there was two rooms. Mine was on one side of the steps that go up and his was on the other side. But these small doors linked from his room to my room. And I would always have this reoccurring like sleep paralysis dream of these kids that were in the store. And it was a girl and a boy. And they would come out and not really do anything. I would just see them come out of the door, kind of look at me. And I would not be able to scream. Like I would see them and try to like scream for my mom, but no sound would come out. And they would just come out of the door, leave the door open walk away I would stare at them and then eventually they would just go back in the door and close it and like wave at me as they went back in and that was just like that was one reason why I wouldn't sleep in my room every time I slept in my room I saw those kids that's not why I believe in ghosts I believe in ghosts because my grandfather's house his house was a scary one you don't are you gonna have you have any input about my mom's house um Eating your goldfish? Yeah, I mean, our kid's goldfish over here. Sorry, Taj. Um, It's scary. That's all there is to say about it. I had a scary dream at your mom's house. Of This is like right before Taj was born. And I really shouldn't have a dream because I was probably sleeping drunk on the couch at the time. Um, That's probably why you had a dream. 
Well, I didn't have dreams usually because I was drunk all the time, but I remember I was in your mom's house coming down those stairs and going down the slim hallway and it was like pitch black outside and I opened up the door and I look out off the porch and there's like a just a, a stretch of road in front of her mom's house and I just heard a scream and there was just this scary blackness like that almost like absolved into like a figure and it just screamed and I woke up like <gasps> but it was all like in one quick motion like coming down the stairs going through it and I knew there was something out there and I didn't want to open the door and then when I opened the door it was that it was like uh, like a vacuum when I opened up the door it was like <gasps> sucking me out into the blackness and, and when you wake up there, just the feel of her whole house, it doesn't help you come down easily. No. From, like a, a it's a claustrophobic dream. house. Yeah, it's, it's like every room is claustrophobic. Yes, it's scary. But it's, okay. like, it's like a window. It's like a, a room with no exit. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather's house. My grandfather was in the military. So him and my mom and her siblings, um, my mom's mom died whenever my mom was like, 10 so they always traveled different places so they lived in Germany for quite some time the house that my grandfather lived in while I was a child was a house next door to the house that he grew up in so it was a, pr a pretty old house before he moved back from Germany his brother Dennis lived in that house so I have always been super scared like as I am now as Talmud just said that I'm afraid of the dark and Anyway, Edwin has said that I'm afraid of the dark. But, um, so my family, like, they would never tell me anything scary or haunting, and they kind of believe in scary stuff anyway. So anyway, my papa lived in Germany. Um, after my grandmother mother passed and he moved back from Germany, he ended up moving into this house that his brother Dennis had lived in. I did not know about his brother living in that house. As far as I knew as a child, that was the only house my mom lived in as a teenager and my grandfather lived in. So I would stay with my grandpa a lot. And um, one night I was sleeping in my room and I always sleep with the TV on and something just woke me up out of my sleep. And I think it was because I had the sleep timer set. So the TV went off. So I was like, just anytime a TV turns off, I automatically wake up because I'm used to sleeping with it on. So I wake up and my bed was kind of, horizontal to the bedroom door and outside my bedroom door was a hallway that just led to like an office room that was at the end of that hallway so there's no entrance there so I wake up and I just sat up in my bed looked straight to my left which was where the bedroom door was and I saw someone walk past in a white t-shirt and black pants didn't look at me as I like startled and looked at the door didn't even act like it was like a person was just walking through and didn't even see that I was there like didn't acknowledge so I'm like oh my papa's awake I'm gonna go walk through the house so I get up and I walk through the house and I'm looking for whoever walked past my door and there's no one awake in the house at all so I go in the kitchen then I go to my papa's room and I'm like papa and he wakes up out of a sleep and I didn't want to freak him out because I'm like oh I was probably dreaming whatever and I'm like, never mind. So I go back to bed. 
oddly, I go back to bed because I didn't really have a terrible feeling. I thought it was odd. So the next day, I was like talking to my uncle about seeing something weird. And he's like, oh, well, your grandpa's, um, he's like, well, Papa's brother died in this house. His brother, Dennis, he lived here. And his bedroom was actually my bedroom that I slept in. But no one in my family told me that because they knew I would never stay the night at my Babel's house if I knew that someone died in my bedroom. <laughs> like, they just know me. So I, as my uncle's telling me that, my papal heard him and he was like, damn it, Shane, why would you tell her that? She's never going to come back here again. And he's like, that did not happen. So I go to talk to my mom and I tell her that I saw something weird at Papel's house. Before I even tell her what I saw, she said, did someone walk past your door wearing black pants and a white t-shirt? And I was like, yes. And she said, that was your papal's brother, Dennis. He died in that room. He had a heart attack in his sleep. And he worked at Armco, which is like a steel factory locally here. And he always carpooled to work with someone. He had no wife. He had children, but him and his wife were divorced, so he lived in the house alone. So his ride for work would always come and pick him up. He would wake up at 3 in the morning. It was 3 in the morning when I woke up, 3.30-ish. His ride for work the would The witching always, hour. Yes. But his ride for work would always come and get him around 4 to take him to work. The guy came to pick him up, and Dennis didn't come to the door. So they ended up finding him in his room. He died in his sleep of a heart attack. So my mom said... The reason she knew was because when they first moved from Germany to that house, my papa was working a midnight shift and she was with her siblings and they were in her room watching TV when they saw him walk past her door and they thought someone was in the house robbing them. So they all like hid under the blanket, called my papa to come home from work and no one was in the house. And that's whenever my papa told them that his brother died in the house, but they just never had told me about it. So that is why I believe in ghosts because that, like that, honestly, I had always believed in ghosts, but I'd never seen one. So I was so shocked that I actually saw something that I didn't even have to tell my mom exactly what I saw. And she explained him to me. And my mom is very like, she doesn't, she doesn't ever say that she believes in things, but she's never seen a ghost other than him. And even when I was scared, she was like, you shouldn't be scared. He just doesn't know that he's dead pretty much. Like she explained to me that ghosts are people that didn't know that they died so to him he is still waking up for work every day which is even scary well it's weird because it's something that he did as a routine all the time walked because from that hallway where he was walking past is where the kitchen is where he would be going right to start his day yeah and i know that that was a spirit because he did not acknowledge anything else around him so have you seen it since that house is torn down <gasps> that's that house on across from your mom's yeah, my papa sold it and they tore it down, and it, it's a parking lot now. So is he work, walking in the parking lot? Possibly. Did his soul carry on? I don't know. But that, to this date, is a very scary thing that happened. And I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to... I can't really explain that. I can't tell you that it's not true. Because even the way you told the story, it's like there's... It's not like you're sitting here lying to us, you know? You're not lying. That's always been a story I carry with me because that is like the only way that I can explain that there is something other. Other. I know that I'm a scared person, but if I, I wish I could find a different way to put it so that you could experience it. It's like if you, if I mean, you were I'm playing just... hide and seek as a kid 
and you can see someone looking for you and they just walk past you because they don't see that you're there, it's like watching someone that doesn't know that you're watching them. Where, I mean, I'm just not really like a scared person of stuff like that, but I've had weird experiences and I think I've told some before on the podcast, um, which is one is that's very similar to yours is where I've had a knock at my door and I went into my mom's room and said, oh, what do you, what do you want? And, um, she said, what do you mean? She woke up like, oh, what are you, what are you doing in here? You know? And I'm like, well, didn't you guys knock on my door? No. They get up, search the house. And this is what's weird is ever since then, we, we never used to lock our doors, but I swear to this day, this is why they lock their doors is because I heard a straight up like a on my bedroom door, 100%. And I said, Hey, who is it? What mom? What do you want? Went to the room, blah, 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 what I just told you. And ever since then, my stepdad has opened the closet doors, locked all the doors twice go through once, lock them, go through back again, look through everything to make sure no one's in there. Cause I swear to God, I heard a knock in our house that night. What it was, it could have been someone just teasing us into our house. I mean, that happened all, I mean, I, you know, I caused trouble in the neighborhood all the time. It could have been a it prank. Could have been your cousin. It could there. have been, yeah, it could have been my cousin causing shit, but I, I don't think it was because I think she would have told me eventually. Eventually. Yeah. I, I just think that, I mean, I can never explain that experience. In my life. I mean, there are trickster demons, too, you know? Like Loki. If you ask anyone in my family about the spirit of my papal's brother, they would tell you the same exact same thing. Same story, right? Like, my mom and all of her siblings remember hiding because they saw him. My mamma... And never saw him again after that until I saw him. My mamma swears that the day her dad died on her birthday, she was at someone's house... She's do their hair or whatever. Like maybe someone was at her house, but she said that she swears that she felt him pass. Mm -hmm. And she said, I knew he was, he had passed away. But then again, he was dying, you know, on his deathbed the last few days. So, so another reason why spirits are a real thing to me. I work in a nursing home. Right, right, yeah, and which is, I don't know why you haven't got to this earlier. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up, that the nursing home thing is a very, uh, is a whole other realm, really. It is. And, well, my mom, like the nursing home she works at, I guess this could kind of be a curse in some way. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to retract back to curses. I mean, it kind of is, but any time before someone passes away there, and this is a reoccurring thing between people that pass away at this nursing home, Everyone, before the day before they die or within the week that they die, they see an Indian girl come to them. And they will explain. Even It's not only like Alzheimer's people. It is patients that are completely coherent. And they will stay, say, like, there was a little girl that came in my room. She had dark hair, dark eyes. They explained the same Native American child coming into their room. Her nursing home is built in Ashland, which is mostly Ashland has built on Native American burial grounds. Right, it, which it is um, at our Central Park. 
it's full of mounds. And, yeah, and her nursing home is known to be built yeah. on there are Native American. This mounds is like it. it's like Micmac shit, like pet cemetery so shit around here. That's how they know that someone's gonna pass away because yeah. they say that a Native American child was in their room before that. Um, that's a very creepy thing to do. Also, your mom has told me before, but I don't know why. She said when people die at the nursing home, she can smell it. She can smell like a, a pervading death smell. Yeah. Which, and they do always die in threes. If it's not threes, then it's six. But why is it certain numbers? Why is there numerology I don't involved? Know. It just is. That's just how it happens. Do you think it's like it's like we were talking about generational before of curses? Do you think someone long, long ago in like prehistoric times learned how to do a curse and summon entities and figure out how to summon death in a certain way to make it work in a work in a or maybe death just works mathematically like the universe does maybe you know what i mean just like there is a mathematical way like, the way that we can explain like the threes and the sixes is yeah. let's say like one person passes away in the week usually yeah. there's two other people that are actively dying or they're not on good health terms so we can be like we know that this person's going to pass away probably right so then a second person passes away, and we're like, well, who's going to be our third? The third is always a surprise. Always someone that we weren't expecting. And we always, it sounds morbid, but working in healthcare, you're always like, oh, that was our surprise after they died because it's someone. But that do you think this even. is something that is like just the spirit of the culture of working in, especially around here? Around here is very I folk. think that anyone you talk to that works in a nursing home, yeah. they will tell you that. But do you think it was like that at working at, a bigger city when you lived in Florida at Largo Medical? Yeah, was I heard them say. Really? That it was threes within the hospital. I mean, the hospital is bigger. Yeah. But then what makes it into sixes is if we would have the three pass away and then a fourth would die, then you'd be waiting for two, for two more. more. And it always happens. <laughs> and it might not be within a month, like it might not be within the week, but within a month of that dying pattern. And then we might not have. So is the curse of a three, the Maybe curse like of a curse of like three or the factor of three a thing? Is three an unlucky number or a lucky number? I don't know. It's scary. It is. Okay, so we're we've reached just a little over an hour. We didn't hardly talk about. That's curses. what happens. That's what happened. <laughs> But well, we, okay. did we did talk about we curses. We did talk about curses. We talk about scary, weird things. Um, and I have so much more to tell. Do we have to stop at an hour? I mean, no, we don't have to stop at an hour. We can we can continue as long as you want. Now, what I want to talk about is we're getting on these ghostly paranormal things. I want to talk about what the point is of kind of explaining cursed. Um, uh, explaining the show in a sense that it is about this idea of the paranormal underlaying these movies because these movies are, you know, um, these movies are explorations of these things we're talking about. Just like Possession. It's the mo The reason the movie The Exorcist is made is because there are stories of real exorcisms real possessions that go on to this day there are still be people being exercised there are still priests doing exorcisms frowned upon right but still happening you saw it in the documentary if you guys watch the documentary you will see two exorcisms take place 
um the omen the evil child the um the devil's child the antichrist um the antithesis of good that is talked about every single day but if the omen was really cursed wouldn't the remake be cursed or no one they didn't even mention that which I mean, was actually not that they're bad do one why yeah. not why is it exempt the second time around poltergeist the crow twilight zone all all not episodes films just films that have tragedies surrounding them right right i'm not even yeah exactly the tragedies surrounding them but they are explorations of things that are Unknown. have already happened you know what i mean there are explanations they are the poltergeist how many times the poltergeist happened think about amityville horror that was what almost 10 years maybe not 10 years maybe like five or six years before poltergeist um amityville horror did it have any no it was based on true stories right well kind of but the DeFeo family, the yeah, DeFeo now family. Yeah, they're kind of saying that that's like a... Bullshit. Yeah, propaganda. The Warrens were the ones that wrote the original book, weren't they? Or, no, they uh, investigated the it. investigated it. The book was written by the people that lived there after, after the DeFeos. The De, yeah. Or DeFeos, yeah. And they think that they kind of just bullshitted it. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean... What... The, the the idea, the haunted thing, the the curses. I mean, like I said, okay, we were talking about curses. The idea of a cursed piece of art goes back to, you know, the King in Yellow, the Robert Chambers stories. That's a, a play being cursed if it's performed. I mean. Or curses going all the way back to Egypt. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. The mummy. Versus, Let's yeah. Yeah, The mummy. The, think think about all the universal monster movies besides maybe the Invisible Man. Uh, that's explained by science. The only one that is probably really science fiction. Um, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, those are more scientific kind of explanations for a kind of monster. But... Uh, the Wolfman, Curse. Frankenstein, Science. Um, Dracula deals with supernatural being curses. Uh, uh, being a vampire is a curse in itself. Um, and uh, what was another one? What were we talking about? Monsters. Universal Monsters. Wolfman. Um, uh... Christopher and Black Lagoon. That's science. Yeah, science. Um, talk about the mummy. Mummy. There we go. Mummy. Curse. That's a curse. So we've got two curses, three curses out of the monster movies. Um, and these were probably actual fears, especially during the early 1900s. You know, people did um seances like that was like a thing they're like yeah we're all coming over for a seance to call people into their house and have like a yeah. whole thing about it yeah. yeah yeah that was like a thing like that was like so occultism right now especially is making some kind of like resurgence there's a lot more occultist there's a lot more people focusing on paganism and new age religions rather than they're everyone's sick of western yeah 
Abrahamic religions. Everyone's sick of that. Everyone's trying to move on from that. So. I wouldn't do that. Um. Yeah. So if you guys, I mean, we're kind of exhausted with. I mean, it's a curse in itself talking about stuff like this. So speaking of curses for in recent times, since we're talking about Egyptian curses. I was reading something that was just making kind of like trying to make sense of everything that we're going through right now with this COVID and all this other stuff. And they're restoring King Tut's outer coffin currently. And it's going to be in a museum in 2020. And someone was like, well, it had never left the tomb in like 3,300 years and that could be why all of this stuff is happening they're like oh that explains why no all these way. terrible things are happening right now they're restoring King Tut's doom and that's like a curse in itself yeah 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 I mean uh, yeah the whole thing is cursed the guy one of the people that funded the um, uh, expedition or the excavation he died of like a, a weird bite from not a scarab, but you know, like some one of those Egyptian bugs or some shit, like a spider or something. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> so they're working yeah, on King Tut's re- tomb. That's why this is all happening. This coffin for the first time. It's a plague, like. And that was updated March. Why wouldn't it come from Egypt though? That's crazy. So curses are they real or are they fake? We don't really know. Um. I'm still kind of in the same position as I was before the podcast. What about you? I mean, I I still don't know. Can't really say. I don't know either. You know, and I I support my friends Only that thing are. I can say is I do not think those films are cursed. Yeah, I don't think the do films I think are cursed. That curses can happen. Yes, I guess. I mean, I don't. It's good to watch films like. It's good to watch movies like Cigarette Burns from Mash of Horror and think about the cursed movie. Or to think about the Ninth Gate, a cursed book that can open up a gateway to hell and all this secret knowledge, or even Evil Dead, the Necronomicon. It's fun to think about these things. And it's fun to think about it in a way that's like... Fiction. Fiction, and or opposing what we think is good. It's... It's exciting to dabble with evil, but not in a way. It's like we look in a window. That's what a TV screen is. That's what watching a movie is. That's what reading a book is. We're peering into what could be, but we would never want it to actually be. Yeah. So I think that's like where the idea of it happening is cooler than it actually happening. Yeah. I would never want to see the shit that is in Evil Dead. I would never want to see the shit that is in half the horror movies I watch. Yeah. Do I do I think the Leprechaun is scary as a movie? No, mm-hmm. but I want I want to see the Leprechaun in real life. Fuck no. If that was real, no. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a campy horror movie. If that was real, it would be scary as shit. But that's the difference. Yeah, no one wants bad things to happen. <laughs> right, especially insane bad things. Um. But yeah, um, curses. We'll leave that up to you guys. Watch the docuseries on Shudder. It's actually really interesting. Awesome it watch. a really good take on curses and film. Right, and it actually sparked a lot of great conversations in this this episode. So um, 
Thanks for joining Graveland Usual. You guys know where to find us at Graveland Usual, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and listen to the podcast. Graveland Usual Lives. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and every other fucking thing, I think. I'm pretty sure. So, um, Brittany, thanks. I'll see you. I'll see you later in the living room. Um, all right. Thank you.